three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I got my coffee now. I'm good. I'm straight. Let's go. Good morning, good people. <laughs> I'm cutting up already. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We streaming live at the Omni, at the Star, and I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Oh, I got some energy today, man. I've got some energy today because camp at in Frisco at the Star was unbelievable yesterday. Really good stuff. If you missed it, you can go back and you can check it out on .com's YouTube, on the actual channel. It doesn't matter. It was great. We'll talk about it. I'll give you my key takeaways, my observations, and uh, who was in, who was out, why this particular package has me excited about the future, honestly, what could happen for 2023. So I got it all, man. We, we're going to talk about the offense. We're going to talk about the defense. And then, of course, I want to hear from y'all. It's right there. 351-999-3787 is the call-in line, Cowboys Nation. Come on through. Rap with your boy. You could be anywhere. I'm so thankful because you could be anywhere right now, but you're here with me at A to Z in the morning. What's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! Come on, A.A. Ron. Don't, don't do that to me, man. Personnel, sets, whatever you want to call it. But for real, once we talk about it, uh, I think you'll come away excited too, man. But what's happening, man? How y'all doing? Did y'all check out practice yesterday? Did you keep up? With, uh, you know, me, Vach, Law, bosses out there, BLS, you know, all of the, the content creators were out there. Did you keep up with us on Twitter? If you haven't, go on there. Uh, ask Skywalker still. Check us out. It was it was a, a, a very, very good day yesterday from, from start to finish all the way through the night. Uh, Got to give a crazy huge shout out to Miss Sharice. That is Micah's mother, Miss Sharice, who uh, allowed us to have the access that we were able to have yesterday that was that was just it was amazing I'm gonna just say that there will be stories that will be told from it maybe some from today's show being able to talk and interact with some of those players down there um was big and and it gives us some a little bit of insight uh what's going on mentally with some of them and, and how they're feeling physically and things like that but couldn't been done without Miss Cherie so drop some fire emojis in the chat for one Miss Cherie please do please mama Cherie I told her tell Micah you my mom now in Texas, okay? <laughs> so, Mama Sharice in the building. She always supports. And, uh, man, it, it, I'm so thankful and grateful for her. I'm um, also thankful and grateful for the fans that we met out there. Big A, shout out to Big A. We saw him, Coach Cowboy, or Cam, was it Cam Cowboy? Uh, we saw him. We saw a lot of fans that, that came through uh, camp yesterday, and you guys definitely knew what to do when you saw. Somebody came up to us and said, Yeah! <laughs> they squabbling now. There was no squabbling going on yesterday. No squabbling was going on. Uh, but but it was a good camp. You know, there were some good things that happened offensively. There were some things defensively from an individual standpoint that I want to get to as well. Uh, some players that in person, and that's why I wanted to get out there to Oxnard, but now that they're here, you see them moving around, you're like, oh, I, I see what you're saying now, coach. I see what you're saying now, man. So I'll um, – We'll talk about all that. Intoxic in the chat said, I need to get Bomb Squad shirts. I do. I do. Y'all know how I feel about the merch thing. I'm so focused on this that that I don't think about it, but I probably should, though. I probably should. With that said, 
Let's hit this uh, roundup real quick. Just a couple notes from the roundup that'll lead us into the meat and potatoes of the show, Cowboys Nation. Time. Time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. So who was out there yesterday when we hit the practice field? There was a whole, like, 45 minutes worth of nothing. You know, Jerry Jones did his thing. You know, he sells the team. That's what he does. But when we got out there, who was practicing? Who was suiting up? Well, Ronald Jones. He returned to practice in a limited fashion. Um, he, he went through team drills, had the pads on, had the helmet and all that stuff. So he went through all of that, but he did not participate. I'm sorry, he went through individual drills. He did not participate in team drills. So we'll see if he's working his way back into playing on Saturday. I think it'd be in his best interest, not just for the Cowboys, but for potentially getting on another team. He needs to play, man. Not having any preseason games is not good for his future, period. Uh, Matt Willetsko also got back out there in some way, shape, or form. Didn't get a whole lot of, of, of reps during team, but, you know, he, he was available. Put it that way. So we'll see if that picks up today. And then tomorrow's a walkthrough, and that'll let us know what's going to happen on Saturday. But it was good to see, you know, those two guys back out there. Uh, for Matt's sake, you know, it's been a very up-and-down camp. It's some, some good days, all right, some bad days, some – Okay games, some not so so okay games, but the injuries will continue to worry me personally. Um, so in their place, we'll talk about that. What happened yesterday? I tweeted about it. I thought it was interesting. Thought it was interesting. Some of the things we saw going on up front when Big Zach and Tyron Smith were not in that lineup. Uh, Nation Wright still out. Donovan Wilson obviously still out, and Chuma Idoga. Chuma Idoga is still out as well so the Cowboys have possibly have a chance to get some guys on this roster just by the sheer fact that players are going to either be IR'd uh wave injured they'll get a you know a settlement or what have you and they'll be able to sneak some other players on and they'll need to do it for certain positions one of them might be linebacker <laughs> it might be linebacker so yesterday doing Vacha show uh, was press, Professor O dropped, I guess they were talking to, to Bell. And they were like, hey, he's going to get some some reps at linebacker. So here's the kind of nugget that was dropped yesterday when they talked to Marquise Bell, the media that is. Uh, per Calvin Watkins, Dan Quinn called Marquise Bell and said his linebacker duties will see uh, essentially an uptick. He's adding linebacker to his duties. And this is what Marquise Bell had to say. Quote, just trying to show my versatility. I don't really know what they want me to do. Um, but he's trying to get involved in more of the demo role, right? The Marvion Overshawn role. He says, I've been getting reps in our dime package anyways, so it's pretty normal, but it's just some packages that don't have dime in it. I just got to get used to them and get used to the run fits. Y'all know how I feel uh, uh, about this particular thing. Dime package, big nickel, whatever, overhang, whatever. That's normal. Like he said, we've done this. This is not a, this is not a big deal for Cowboy safeties to come down and do linebacker things, right? Uh, this is the final quote he said. However, I can help the team is how I see myself. If they need me at linebacker safety hybrid, willing to do whatever, just getting more in tune with it and learning gap fits. So he's talking about 
getting used to run fits, getting used to doing things not in dime, getting used to learning the gap fits. Cowboys play a game in three weeks. See where I'm going with this? The Cowboys play a game, ladies and gentlemen, in three weeks. Um, Look, big nickel, big dime, whatever, fine. My holes, and I want y'all to understand when I say this, I'm okay with Bell and Dono and, and Curse and, and, well, Demo is a linebacker, but these guys doing those linebacker things. But when it comes to if one of our guys gets hurt, if LVE goes down, if 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 Demon Clark goes down, you are not putting a 205-pound Marquise Bell at linebacker. You know what I'm saying? And for as versatile as DeMarvion Overshown was coming into the league, right? A, a guy who played safety, all-American safety out of uh, out of high school, did safety for a few years in Texas, then shifted down to linebacker. This is still a guy who weighed in at the combine at 229 pounds. It's a guy who played at 220-plus, so he's got 20-plus pounds, almost 30 pounds on on a guy like Marquise Bell. So he is kind of the modern-day linebacker anyway in build, right? He, you're no longer having guys that are 250 pounds at linebacker. They're floating around 230. So when you say, oh, yeah, he can just do the Demo things, well, Demo could do a little bit more because he is an actual linebacker. So, look. I like I love Bell as a strong safety and kind of playing that curse role, what have you. But I'm I'm wondering if they're just trying to see what they can do before they pick up these phones. You feel what I'm saying? Like I just I just can't see them relying on guys like Bell and Dono to do the linebacker things. And that's what it sounds like. Dan Quinn wants to. Be, hey, we want you to do a little bit more linebacker things that are not. Um, Dime packages, and when I hear that, I'm thinking, you know, not not that part. But when I hear when when you know when they uh, interviewed Marquise Bell coming in from the Rattlers, right? They say, hey, I want to see you do some linebacker stuff. I think that was more so big big nickel. I, I don't think they anticipated him having to be in the middle of the field at times when, when, if guys happen to be out, or if they happen to do some LVES type things where they put him down at the defensive end and rush or whatever. So my eyes will be on that. If that's the case, I think Bell needs to play this week. You know, that's another thing that they talk about. Um, he needs to play. He needs to play that role, right? You need to get that on film against another team so you can know what to correct. Because when I hear him talk about just getting more in tune with it, learning the gap fits, I just got to get used to them, get used to the run fits. The Cowboys play a game in three weeks. You know what I'm saying? So, you get out there week one with uh, Daniel Jones, and you get out there week one with Saquon Barkley, and we're still trying to learn the run fits. Saquon Barkley can take it to the crib. We've seen him do that to the Cowboys last year, you know? So, it's a little – I'm going to be honest with you. You can hear it in my tone. You can hear it. I am a little concerned if they are relying on him to be a linebacker. It's It's not because I don't like the player. I don't like that specific role for that player right now. But at the end of the day, NDQ, I trust. Uh, Miss Queen wants me to turn the volume up on the mic. Let me know if the mic, let me know if if my volume is too low for y'all. I feel like I'm spiking in the red a little bit here. I don't want to blow y'all ears out here. But if my volume's too low, I will turn it up 
uh, a little bit notch for y'all here. Let me see what y'all saying about this Bell thing. Uh, Charles says Bell's a leading tackler. He's asking, is he a leading tackler? Probably. I think he had like 10 tackles the other game. Um, so so maybe. You know, your safeties tend to do that. Uh, Dono, I think, led the team in tackles last year, didn't he? Or he had like 90-something. It was some, something like that. Volume's good? All right. <laughs> Turn my headphones up. Mel said, will he play the Dono role? I think, you know, that 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 role is Dono, uh, Curse. Th- these guys kind of interchange in that role. But Dono is kind of, to me, that, that kamikaze. You know, I, I think he's that guy that can – I personally think he's just as versatile as J-Ron, honestly. There, there's – you know, the first year when Dono went down, we saw the versatility of J-Ron because he covered extremely well, you know, in man coverage against the tight ends and whatnot. But I think what J-Ron – or what – I think what Dono does that J-Ron isn't as adapt with is Dono can cover ground a little bit better if he has to play in the back end. If he has to be a free safety, he can move a little bit better. I think he's more twitchy. Um, and he did some he did some free safety stuff, man. He did some free safety stuff, you know, prior to you know DQ getting here. So you know, I I think I think Dino's extremely versatile. And and he and you know Bell talked about, hey, I'm trying to show my versatility. He has to in that room. You know who else had to show that versatility? Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker had to be a better guy that that came down in the box or, or played that overhang role from time to time. So yeah, you know, I, I think I, I think. All these safeties are going to have to eventually do multitude of things, but I don't think they want to put Bell in the coverage aspect. They want to keep him close to the line of scrimmage. So, so it's good. All right, appreciate y'all. Let's stick to the defensive side of the ball uh, in my notes. Some of the things that I saw that I wrote down uh, while watching practice. First up, obviously, the the Bell situation. He was doing linebacker things uh, in dime, though. What I noticed, a lot of it was dime, but... You know, they were probably asking him to to do other things as well throughout practice. Just you, It's hard to waste certain reps with the ones uh, when you're trying to see what other guys got. And sticking with linebackers, one of the very first plays, in, once they started doing team drills, it was the mojo moment, first and 10. Uh, Brillo, I have it right here. I said Brillo and LVE, by the way. Brillo and LVE, great in coverage earlier mojo moments. And it's actually flipped. It was LVE. So... There was a – I can't remember who got loose in the back, and there was a, was a whole shot right there, and LVE turned his heads. Y'all got to hear him when I say this. He put on the Jets and got a nice PBU, just enough to tip the ball for an incomplete pass. Looked over to Vach, I said, LVE? All right. Later on in, in practice, I don't know if it was – I don't think it was the same series because the next play was a touchdown to Brandon Cook's or up the sideline. I mean, look, we'll get to Dak in the offense a little bit. A little bit later on, Dak Prescott rolled out. LVE's playing his zone, and he puts his foot in the ground, and he just beelines to Dak Prescott. And I had to literally double to this time. I did look at at at, at uh, Vach and said, "Yo, now wait a minute. Now my eyes are not deceiving me. I have right here LVE flying around, and and what I mean by that is." They talking about LVE getting leaner and losing weight and whatnot, but I'm not there to see that. I'm not. We see it on. We see him trying to pass rush, and it's like I don't know about all that. But if LVE's in space and he's running, LVE looks way faster, way quicker than I anticipated. And if and if he can stay healthy, right? If he can stay healthy and he's 
even more explosive. And it's crazy to say these traits like explosive, fast, quick, twitchy for a guy like LVE because those are things I would never say about LVE. But he has leaned up. If he's able to at least give you, you know, a dozen or so games like that and he can stay on that field, we talked about this before. The starting linebackers are not the, con- for me, are not the concern, especially when you got the big guys in front of us, the depth. But, that, yeah, Grayson, it literally is what I have in my notes. LVE flying around question mark. Because I'm still trying to grasp that that was LVE out there. So I was uh, impressed with the, the speed of LVE. And maybe that's hey, him looking in that room and saying, hmm, Brillo, Devin Harper. Clark, <laughs> Marvion Overshone, LVE, which don't fit in there. What do I have to do to make sure I fit in this room, right? And he's a he's a high IQ guy in general, but you want to make sure you can match that IQ with the physicality. So, uh, shouts out to Tuck in the building and Vosh Vosh so he can confirm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, uh, Tuck said he spoke with the family. He said that he leaned out and has been wanting to be an edge since he's been in Dallas, but was never allowed. I mean, that edge thing still. I'm still not a fan of the edge. Like, I like the fact that he's leaning up, right, and doing linebacker things. <sighs> Seeing these reps of him, you know, on the line, I'm just like, nah, man. You, you, we about eight years in the LVE. <laughs> no, we ain't eight years. But we pretty deep in the LVE, and he ain't been asked to do it like you said, Tuck. So that, that to me, you just don't pick that. Unless you Micah, you just don't roll out the bed and, and become a pass rusher. But if he going to play games in the line of scrimmage, do some stunts, I'm all for that. But I don't want to see LVE rushing the passer often. I want to see him doing that to maybe, hey, y'all, look at LVE over here. Meanwhile, Sam Williams – D-Law, Micah Parsons, Osa Digizua, you know, is doing something on the other side, you know. But but he he looked much, much more uh, faster out there in that practice. And then Brillo, I said he had another – he had a couple plays where his coverage was on display, but he's been playing good in coverage, I think, all uh, preseason in camp. Another one, I said I have Fowler looks better against the run. There were a lot of plays there for Fowler where he was crashing down. He did it in preseason. Um, he made – he made a, a big tackle for loss. I think it was against, correct me if I'm wrong, Jacksonville. I think it was Jacksonville. But, you know, Dante Fowler looks looks much better against the run. I wonder if they brought him into the office too and talked to him about his run defense or they just said, hey, we're not really asking you to be that, right, because he was a, he was one of the better pass rushers last year. But if you're going to be out there, they took advantage of, of Dante Fowler last year. When Dante Fowler was out there early in the season and we were dealing with you know, runs to the edge, runs to the perimeter. He was a guy that you you dealt with, but I, I, he hit was a hundred Limpke. He hit he hit a bunch of dudes. Now they really weren't supposed to be hitting like that uh, yesterday at practice, but I think he's taking this run game. He, he's trying to make sure he stays on this damn roster because you see these other young boys knocking at the door, right? So I have Fowler look better against the run there. Um, Diggs, man, Vosh can confirm this as well. I don't need, I'm, I, you know, I'm starting to run out of words with him, too. You know, he's not quite the Micah Parsons territory where I don't even have to say anything. You know, Micah is Micah. But I wouldn't even waste reps in one-on-ones with Diggs. It is pointless. I promise you it's pointless. This dude is playing chess. This dude is a, a step ahead. It, it, unless you're throwing up a jump ball, you're saying, hey, in the back of the end zone, and it's 50-50, and sometimes that guy going to come down with it, maybe. 
but when they were doing their one on ones down in the in the, uh, in the red zone, Diggs didn't lose a single rep. Didn't matter who the quarterback was. Didn't matter who the receiver was. Uh, they didn't, now you didn't see Lamb on him too much, but he's just 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 don't do it. Just put somebody else over there. Let these young bucks get some work. Try to get some red zone opportunities because he was shutting Ish down. Uh, and in, in regards to the team drills, they really didn't target him too too much. They was targeting Gilmore, but they didn't target him too too much in team drills. But but I had to I had to note Diggs during those one on ones. It was just impressive, man. Just seeing him, his length, his timing, the 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 football IQ of of when to get that arm around and and hook right. That's that veteran move where you hook a little bit, get that arm around and swat the ball. He's just it's wild to think he's only in year was it four now? Year four. He looks like a ten year pro. He looks like a 10-year pro, straight up. And, and then my last note on, on defense, and if you guys got something on, on defense you want to talk about, I'll, I'll get in the chat. My last note was, y'all, Osa Digizua is about to snap. He's about to snap, man. I wrote on Twitter, if you, if you have issues at guard, if you have issues at center, Osa Odigizua is going to wreck your line. He just is. The, everything is is has come together for him, and maybe more importantly, because I saw the I saw the progression from a technique standpoint last year. He's physically, he's physically better. He's stronger. He's quicker. He, I mean, and when you put the mental aspect again, we talk about this a lot. The mental aspect, which is physical, or if it's vice versa, right? You come in, you're a physical athlete, a freak. You know, a Sam Williams. But your, your mental isn't there. Your IQ isn't quite there. You'll play slower than you actually are. When you put it all together, though, right? And, I, and you got the technique down, Pat, right? You understand the nuances, hit the watch button, of the game. That's what, I, that's what I mean by figuring it out. We were talking about this with Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph has the physical tools. It's the other things. Can you put that together to catch up with your physical tools? Osa I, look, man, I know we said it last year, but it, there wasn't a Hankins playing next to him all year. There wasn't a, a Mozzie, and you can feel how you want to feel about playing next year where at the end of the day, it's going to take multiple dudes to deal with him. If Osa, if Osa doesn't have at least five sacks, six sacks, I'd be shocked. I ain't going to say be disappointed because maybe he'll do other things. I'd be shocked. And honestly, if he only has four or five, right, he might, he might be your leading tackle. He might be your leading tackler for loss. On the defensive line again. If I'm not mistaken, I believe he led the defensive interior guys, not, you know, Mike Parsons. Interior guys in tackles for loss would not shock me if he doubled that. He just looks so much better physically. And then you add everything on top of it, man. My goodness, man. My goodness. Uh, yeah, so that, those are kind of the things I saw here defensively. I'm going to get to the offensive side here in a second, but I wanted to talk to you all about that, man. Rico said that boy Osa good. Yes. Osa's a sleeper, man. This could be a year three breakout type of season for Osa, which he had a good year last year, y'all. He actually improved from his rookie year last year, statistically, production-wise, all that. But it, it wasn't to the point where it was like, hey, Pro Bowl, hey, 8, 10 sacks. Wouldn't shock me if he, if, if he approached the 8 sack situation or he approached double digit tackles for loss uh and fighting for other guys sir lawrence says so hankins and osa starting yes those will be your starters and there'll be some rotation 
most surprising standout yesterday. This comes from Drummer Cam. Most one ten. Most surprising standout for me. I I can't fake it though. I was I was surprised at how LVE was moving around. I just was. Um, I'm gonna get to the offensive side of the ball here in a second, so I don't want to spoil that side too much. But we'll get there. I saw that. I saw that, Professor O. He said, Professor O said, Scott, thoughts on Gilly? Jesse seen, said he looks like he lost two steps. Was it that noticeable? I, I When I saw that tweet from Jesse, like, I'm going to have to bring him on here so he, he, could, he could talk to us about it. I didn't I didn't notice that. You know? But he might have been watching maybe when the ball didn't go that way, just keeping his eye on Gilly. Because from my understanding, Jesse was saying, when dudes just put their head down and go. He can't run with them in that way, right? So he, he's got to beat him with his mental. He's got to beat him with his IQ, his technique, his nuances. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, have to, I, ha, I now have to watch that today. I want to see it because I haven't heard that at all. No one has come out and said, hey, man, Gilly's lost two steps. All I've heard was out, Gilly out here killing it, you know? So I'm not going to fake it, Professor. Oh, I didn't notice. Now, did he get beat? Yeah, he got beat yesterday a couple times. 100%. He, you know, he also made the – at the very end of practice, he made a good play, but it was in the, it was in the red zone. But it's something I'm going to keep my eye on for sure. I, I didn't I didn't notice him just, oh, my God, Gilly has lost it. I didn't notice that, but uh, I watch it. I watch it because I hadn't seen that. Let's wrap to Los real quick, and then we'll switch sides and get to the um, offense side of the ball. Let me bring you in here, Los. Good. All right, you, you, you live, Los. What's up, man? Good morning, Scott, man. Hope you're having a great morning. Hope you had a good practice out there with Vodge. Yeah, it was fun, man. Cowboys. Man, hey, it's almost that time of the year, man. I can't believe football's already here, but, man, it, it brings joy in my life when football's back. But uh, let me say this, uh, Scott, real quickly. Uh, one thing is uh, about offense and defense is I know the Cowboys' one thing is uh, – we, we have a tendency to kind of start slow, and I have a I have a thing to, you know, maybe think we might start slow this year, but uh, I think that's not important. I think it's important how fundamentally we, we end the season because yes. time and time again during the end of the season, like, we forget what we implemented in the scheme or we for, kind of forget the basics of how we started, and I, and I kind of want to see – Kind of a flip side. I don't care if we start slow this year, offensive defense. But if we get going and we we start getting the fundamentals down and just be ourselves and just be the team we are, mm. man, I, I think during the, during that time, January and February, when it comes time to playoffs, I, and I hate to say that, I'm just talking about playoffs right now. But I mean, hey, that's the goal. You got to get in the playoffs to, in order to at least compete, in order to win the big game. So that's my goal for this year. The Cowboys better find a way. To one, get inside to compete for the big dance, but two, find a way to just you know, don't 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 go to the end of the year. Hey, we're just grand team and just forget who we are. That that's just all I want yeah. from this year. And I'm uh, sorry about sorry I'm talking about this guy, but yeah, that's all. No, 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 no. Don't be. This is this is a great point, and I'm I'm gonna elaborate on it. Appreciate you, Los. All right, appreciate. Peace, yes, Salute. I mean, this is this is this is a great point. So. Look, we, I personally want to see consistency, dominance, whatever, throughout the entire season. But I have to understand there may be some growing pains, right? There may be some bumps in the road as they're figuring themselves out. He is not lying. The most important thing 
for this team is to do something they really haven't done in these 12 and 5 seasons. And that is finish, finish strong. Not just the last game, but that last month, right? If you go look at 2021, you can say, well, Scott, they won 5 and 1. Again, what is that buzzword when I, when I talk about this offense and whatnot? Yeah, they beat Washington. They beat New York. They beat Washington again. They beat Philly's third string in 2021. It looked weird. For those that have been here for years, if you guys can remember, I'm not asking you to, but if you can remember, the conversations we were having at the end of the year, what were we saying? We were saying, I mean, yeah, they put up 56. They put up 51. You know, but what? What happens when we run into a you know a better defense and those things that have been bothering us against better defenses creep back up? It's one thing to put up 50 on, on the COVID Washington squad. It's one thing to put up 50 on the Phil- – I didn't give a damn about that Philadelphia Eagles game at all. That meant nothing to me. What I watched was, hmm, it looked weird against Nolens. Got that dub in Washington, but that was not – that looked weird. You know, Arizona, that looked weird, and they lost that game, right? That was really the game because Arizona, I think, went to the playoffs that game. And what happens, you get into the playoffs, and you were not humming. You need to be humming. So fast forward to 2022, right? The same conversation. I said, hey, we need to make sure that we are on the same page. Everything is clicking, going into the playoffs. What happens? Yeah, you beat Tennessee. Didn't look too good though. You elected to it looked weird. You elected to run your wash you, you to run out your starters against Washington. Why I have no idea, but you elected to do it. <laughs> Twenty six to six, right? Get into the playoffs. You beat the Buccaneers, and you thought maybe we can carry this momentum over. Problem is, just like the last four years. The offense never carried the consistency, in my opinion, especially when you were good team, mediocre team, good team, mediocre team. Might have beat or played well against a good team, and then you play down to your level of competition. And now you can't raise that level of competition to beat a better team. It always looked weird. So we need to finish this season strong, and that's why I personally was like, I love this schedule. Oh, Sky is a hard schedule. Look at the last. I love it because that is going to tell me everything I need to know about this team. Everything. Look. Don't lie to yourself now, okay? Be real with me. Last year, Cowboys finished 2-2 two and two to end the season. Lost in Jacksonville, the loss in uh, Washington, won against Philly. That was awesome. And and then the, the, the victory in Tennessee. Be real with yourselves. When you, want, when, you, when you look at how the Cowboys finished that season and you looked at how things were being planned for and coached and you looked at the personnel, did you – did you really look at that and say, hey, man, this offense about to go crazy? Ain't no way. I didn't think the offense was going to go crazy against the I still didn't think it was going to go crazy against the Bucs. <laughs> I did not think that. And when they did that, it was all, this is awesome. Can we carry it over against the team that has our number? And we didn't do it. So I ain't going to fake the funk. I was at a position where I'm mean, look, I need to see it because they didn't finish strong. And how many times are we going to do this? 2019, we can go back to 2019. 2020, we're not going to count 2020. 2020, you know, Ben DiNucci, Gilbert, Dalton, Odak, whatever. 2019, 2021, 2022, go look at how the Cowboys finished. There is a pattern. 
It just is, and, and I ain't like it. So I'm with you, Los. We need to finish strong so the Cowboys can go into this playoffs, into these playoffs, um, knowing that hey, we could bang with anybody and we can beat anybody because they did it right. Not because that oh hey, we we gave the Chiefs a run for their money. You lost, right? And I'm talking about 2021, y'all. All right, let's move over to the offensive side of the ball. Offensive notes. My bad for getting on on that tangent there. But, yes, as Swain said, man, finish. I can give a damn about number one offense and all. This offense, we're about to talk about it, is going to be good. It's going to be good. I need it to be at its best at the end. Okay? I need it to be at its best at the end. So let's start with the offensive line. Uh, we talked about Matt Waletsko being there but not there, halfway participant, halfway crook, whatever, right? Um, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin participated in individual drills. They did not participate in team. And let me tell you something. I was getting PTSD. I was getting PTSD, and it was a, it was it was like a it was just like a. Burden lifted off my chest when I saw Tyron Smith not out there during team. And the reason why I say that is because last year, the same practice is when it happened with Tyron Smith. So I think they're learning a lesson, and and they are not playing Tyron Smith, or they didn't play Tyron Smith yesterday. And I, hopefully they continue to just ease him in. He do not need to be out there. Nonetheless, so with those two guys out, I, I had this tweet up here because I thought this was, why would they do that? See if I can find this tweet, man. Let me find this tweet. Uh, sad. Uh, 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 where'd the music go? Yeah, this is the tweet right here. Bada bing, bada boom. So, you hear Bones Fossil, right? Bones Fossil's on the microphone. One's up, one's up. Boom, 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 one's up. Let's go. Who comes out there? And if you can't see the tweet, I'll read it for you. Left tackle, Awesome Richards. Right guard, TJ Bass. Twos are up, twos are up. Right guard, Josh Ball. Hmm. I think that is interesting. Here's why. Because Josh Ball, coming off of a good game, right? TJ Bass coming off of multiple good games, whatever. Josh Ball coming off a good game. I thought, hey, man, Josh Ball, he's probably going to make this roster. Yada, yada, yada. Nah, man. Tyron out with Zach out. It wasn't Forniot. It wasn't Hoffman. It wasn't Ball. It was Bass on the right side. And it was Awesome playing left. Now, I did get a chance to speak with Awesome briefly. And I and I, I, I just straight up asked him, hey, are you focusing on one, you know, left tackle? And he, he was quick to answer, no. You know, so, so they're, they're still doing some dual things with him. Uh, I think they want him to kind of be a swing guy, which – it's kind of wild to think, hey, I want you to swing everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, Rook, a fifth-round pick, you're going to be swing everything. But it looks like he's swing left side, though. So, I, and I wonder, and, and Vach, man, that's something we got to talk about. I, I wonder if this is a, a byproduct, and I'm just talking. You know how I do. Things come to my head. Now I, I rap to y'all. Is this a byproduct of Tyler Smith? Is, is Tyler Smith... Being able to do guard tackle year one, allowing the staff to say, we can do that with awesome. 
Me personally, I'd love to see him stick stick at one play. Just stay there. But if, if they believe it's in him, hey, then let's see what's happening. Let's see what's happening. I right, come back, come back in, Mel. I got you, bro. I got you. I just want to get through this. So um Awesome Richards at left tackle, TJ Bass at right guard with the ones up. Keep an eye out on what may happen Saturday. That could that could be telling. That could be telling. All right, what else yesterday? Okay, I have a lot of a lot of 21 personnel with Deuce and Tony Pollard or Deuce and Rico and using Deuce as the motion man. Pre-snap motion, jet sweeps, read option, family builds, etc. So this this is the package that I'm talking about. That could be electric. I know a lot of people didn't like the 21 personnel with TP and Zeke. It, it statistically it didn't work out. But Deuce and TP out there, we've got with Cooks and Lamb. And I'm about to get to Cooks and Lamb next. Oh, my goodness. Here's what I like. This was kind of a, uh, it was a bit of a, I don't want to call it an install period. But you you can tell they clearly were working on their pre-snap motions of and, and the family of plays, right? I saw more versions of, you know, the orbit motion, jet sweep. Uh, you know, the pre-snap stuff, little razzle-dazzle, and, and builds off of that. In that one session that I saw the entire the of the previous offensive uh, coordinator. Seriously, no joke. And I got excited about it because me, I think it was me and Vosh were talking about it. He was like, yo, you can build off this. You know, you got, you, you've got, I think it was one of the tight ends doing that, you know, that weird yo-yo type of situation where they go one way, snapping, and they, they come back around, and the quarterback can pitch it. The quarterback, the offensive line can can look like they run block and pull back and throw. There were so many different builds, so many different versions of this 21 personnel set. Sometimes it wasn't 21. Sometimes it might have just been uh, Kevontae Turpin in there with Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup or, or C.D. Lamb, and you just had one back there, and it was Turpin doing the motion. Maybe it's a standard jet sweep. Maybe it's a read option out of shotgun, the fake it, it was just so much off of it, and in my head, I'm like, we ain't really seen a bunch of that in preseason, and I wonder if they're going to save that for the season, and we actually, and this is why I, this is why Deuce Vaughn is going to have a package in this. Whether it's run, pass, whatever, he's going to be involved a lot. Just get ready for it. But I was wondering if this is something they're keeping close to the vest, and you probably like, Scott, shut up. Don't tell everybody. Ain't nobody watching this show later. But <laughs> even if they were, you you just can't possibly – prepare for it until you see it out there a number of times tendencies who you know what they do when this when this personnel set is out there what they do in this down and distance and even then this is what's dope even then there is a counter from it there is a counter from it and that's what gets me excited because we never saw that you know there was a play it might have worked and then we usually never do it again or we didn't have many counters off of it so um i was excited to see that man I was excited to see that. Y'all ain't here arguing about no Brown. Um, uh, Lamb and Cooks. Listen, y'all. I tweeted another tweet out here. C.D. Lamb. And I think, Je- so Jesse noticed the same thing I noticed. I have right here. C.D. Lamb is physically better. He's faster. He's quicker. He's stronger. He did a play in team, and it might have been on .com where they did one of those, I think it was a, a jet sweep or a pitch behind, whatever. And LVE was coming right, you know, by the tackling. 
And I'm like, ah, he's probably going to get him tackle for loss. C.D. Lamb looked like the flash, how quick he made LVE miss. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know if LVE would have made that tackle now. And he just, I'm like, yo, wait a minute. C.D. Lamb is physically better. So we should see C.D. Lamb getting more yak opportunities like that, right? You know, jet sweeps and whatnot. Uh, the, the slants, the, the the bubble screen. Put the ball in his hand now, man. Let him work. But here's the thing, too, though. He can route you up now, too. <laughs> I mean, he was a good route runner last year, but I think he's better. C.D. Lamb top five type of production season is loading. If he if he doesn't have a top five product, production season, it's because Brandon Cooks is here and he's getting you 1,100, 1,200 yards. Gallup and Tobert and Ferguson, they're all contributing, and Lamb can't get you 1,500, but he's going to get you 13. He's going to get you 12 and 10, right? But, but if C.D. Lamb is going to get spammed, and then the defense has to now, you know, counter that and account for Lamb being a feature. Opens up everything. And it opens up things for a guy like Brandon Cooks, who, okay, look, like same thing with LVE. You know, you hear about him losing weight. You hear about him slimming up. You hear about him, you know, being quicker and faster. Then you see it in person. And you're like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Brandon Cooks is stupid fast. And it don't, he's, you know, he's compact, right? He's about 5'10". So, I don't even know how to explain this, man. This gear that he hits, you can, it's like you can physically see, you know, the little speed graphics. You know, if you're a graphic designer, if you you in a, there's speed, gra- I felt like I saw waves behind Brandon Cooks when he hit the second gear. And he hits the second gear like that. And we had this conversation with Brian Broaddus yesterday after practice. We were saying we don't understand why Brandon Cook's route running didn't get a lot more fanfare. Everybody talks about the speed. What makes his speed impressive is he knows how to use it within his route running, and you have to respect it. And the minute you slip up, the minute you forget, yeah, he a nine-year veteran, but the minute you forget he for real 4-3-2 type speed, he gone. He leaving you in the dust. Brandon Cooks and, and CeeDee Lamb together are about to put a, a fantastic year, bro. A fantastic year. 100%. And then the final the note here, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up, man. Dak Prescott was sharp yesterday. That that Dak was... I mean, I, I wonder, if, you know, I haven't been at Frisco, but I wonder where this ranks among his uh, his camp practices because he was extremely sharp yesterday. This is the play that's been going kind of viral a little bit on this pass, but it was another pass play too that I don't know if it will be big enough for you guys to see. But, man, he's hitting Lamb, you know, on crosses. He's hitting Ferguson in the end zone. He just dotted up Sean McEwen. Brandon Cook's down the seam. Dak was in freaking tune man and usually when it was an incomplete pass the pass rush got to him and and they can't sack him right so Dak is kind of running around waiting for somebody to get open and he kind of dirts it or just throws it somewhere or he'll run he did some running yesterday too uh yeah big a big a said the the throw to McEwen so here's the throw to McEwen but let's see how big this can get here okay here yeah here's the throw to McEwen man where the, the seam route to the tight end, man, Dak does – there's not many quarterbacks I see do it better than Dak. There's not, man. And, and there was this weird thought process a couple years ago where, oh, he can't throw the middle of the field. 
he didn't get a chance to. I mean, th- this is really honestly this in a stupid option route. We're about the only routes that we were running towards the middle of the field. And nine times out of ten, him and Schultz were connecting like this plenty. Plenty. So, you know, just from start to finish, and I know it's going to sound crazy to say finish because I think it was Gilly who had the last play of practice on the goal line, threw it to the right side, and he got the interception. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, 99% of this practice, he was sharp. And if you notice in that in that clip here, his back foot, also in the other clip, his footwork. I'm, I'm big, man. In 2019, after the first couple games, I did a, a film breakdown on the difference that I, I think this had a lot to do with John Kitna. But I would love to ask Dak, and I probably should have. Um, I wasn't thinking about that. But the back foot. the If you notice, his right foot is twisting and remaining on the ground. Um, you, you'll see this a lot from quarterbacks when they're trying to put a bunch into it. That foot will lift up. And it'll kind of swing like an open door. And that can result in some inaccuracies sometimes. Sometimes, it, you know, it doesn't matter. You, you do it so much, you can kind of get around it. Uh, we saw Cooper Rush do it. He did it to the the pass to, I think it was Jalen Tober down the scene. But when you don't lift your foot like that, it, I think it gives you more strength, it, definitely if you got uh, you know core strength. And the reason why I bring it up, in 2019, the Giants and it was the, the Miami Dolphins game, you saw the drastic difference. I put it side by side from his rookie to 2018 year and 2019. You saw that foot was constant, just coming up, swinging. It was a gate. And then that year in 2019, which coincides with one of his best passing years and kind of his breakout, you saw that foot kind of remain on the ground, especially on deep balls. And he became what he is now, and that's and that's one of the better passers as opposed to a guy that everybody said couldn't throw the rock. So I, I would like to kind of see him – Get that back down, Pat. And again, obviously, it has to be a clean pocket. And yesterday, it was like that. You know, he was he was sharp. He was throwing dots. He was throwing darts. Um, and it was just a really good one for Dak Prescott. So, um, yeah, those are my notes from last night. We will be back out there today, uh, or tonight, I should say, another 6 o'clock practice. And then we will be heading over to 105.3. That'll be fun. Me and Vach will be on live with Reggie KG. So let me get into this chat real quick. And we got one, two, three, four. We got four callers. All right. That'll work. Brother L says the McCarthy effect. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Just, again, this is getting real into the weeds now. But y'all remember McCarthy talking about, and this is, I didn't even, I don't even think I featured it on the show, but he was talking about run game footwork for quarterbacks. Run game footwork. We never thought about that because we didn't run a West Coast offense. We didn't really build anything around play action. We, we, we didn't do any under center was not a thing like that for But I'm noticing all the quarterbacks, whether it be Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott, Will Greer. The, the way they're coming out of the center, right? The way they are, they're, they're handing the ball off. The foot, it's, it's a smooth transition, and it's all meant to look the same. Well, Scott, this is football 101. This is, I know. But apparently these these things weren't being done previously. You can blame Mike and say, hey, Mike should have been doing this, screw Kellen Moore, whatever, but these things weren't something they were working on because nine times out of ten we was in shotgun. You know what I'm saying? So, I, But I was keeping my eye on that like, okay, I think I get what they're saying here. They, they want all of this to look like one more. For instance, go watch Aaron Rodgers. Watch Aaron Rodgers early and watch Aaron Rodgers like in year 
three or four, what have you, and, and peep the difference in how he comes out of this. It all looks this. It all looks like a run, and he pulls that thing back out. It's a play action, and we're looking for what touchdown, checkdown, and we got these layers and 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 whatnot baked within this offense. But you know, I'm getting excited about the concepts of this offense, man. When when Schottenheimer said we're going to utilize, we're going to make defenses cover every inch of the field. He wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. There, there, there was a lot going on. There, there might be some horizontal concepts matched or meshed with the vertical concept. Uh, people keep saying we're going to see a bunch of hooks. Hooks are going. Hooks are in every offense. We ain't going to see. This is what they said about McCarthy when we first got. Oh, y'all thought we had a lot of hooks then. You're going to get a lot of hooks now. I don't believe you. We need more people. I don't believe that. I'm not seeing. I'm not even seeing it in preseason. <laughs> you know, let alone practice. So, you know, Schottenheimer's Schottenheimer being here, I think, is great for Mike. Because I do think there are some concepts, because Shotty comes from a little bit different uh, family of, of uh, offense, which sounds weird because Coach McCarthy coached under his dad, but but Shotty kind of is more of a Air Coriel concept. But, but he understands West Coast, he understands play calling, he understands all that. So I think they're meshing it a little bit. With certain concepts, but the principles, the foundation, the basis, that is West Coast offense. Without a doubt, it's West Coast offense. So I don't expect this offense to to go down at all. Maybe they won't be the number one scoring offense. Damn it, they could be number three. They could be number five. You know, they could be easily top, you know, seven, 100%. Let's talk to the original OG, B-Bird. What's up, man? There we go. Not much. How you, how you doing, Scott? I am, man. Look, blessed. That's all I could say. Yesterday was something, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that somebody in the chat cleared it up. I, I tuned in yesterday. I hadn't tuned in for a while. I saw you in the hotel. I was like, I thought you were in the doghouse. I thought you got kicked out, man. <laughs> what kind of deal, man? Let me tell you something right now. If that were to happen, I'd have a green screen back here, and, and it looked like I'm in my studio. You know what I mean? I'm going to put some magic, some AI magic <laughs> yeah. on here. You know Yeah. So I, I, I was going to comment on something y'all talked about earlier as far as how we finished uh, those years. I think part of it was that I felt some of the same thing. It's because we really had no identity. And when you don't have an identity, then the things that you're doing is not it, it can't be replicated. Like, we can't carry this on anywhere. It's just a, a one-off game that we scored 50 points in or 40 points in. It just didn't feel like we had anything that we were grounded in to be able to repeat this. And so uh, there's just a lot of points being scored, but you can't carry those points to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it was just like a, it was like fun, yeah, but it didn't really mean anything at the end of the day. Yeah, that, that's a very um, good point, and, and I think uh, we will absolutely have an identity. Hell, you you heard Brian yeah. Schottenheimer talking about it, so. Yeah, and so one of the things I was going to say, man, is that you know I've been rocking with you for a few years now, man, and you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm a realist, right? And so I look at things just from a you know, practical standpoint, just try to look at it, pick my emotions out. About this 2023 season, this ain't going to end in the Super Bowl, Scott. I feel it, man. I mean, this is this is a year for me, man. I think I think it is, man. Hey, and I'm talking about realistically speaking, man. We and come from the same cloth, our- bro. I, I don't yeah, like I don't, you- I'm, I'm just like you. I don't just come out here and say Super Bowl every year. But but this, this it, it feels different, B-Bird, because it is different so far. Yes. Yes. And the thing about it is, only thing I think really that can that can take us off that track is an injury, but that's just something that. But as we're constructed right now, man, look, we we needed a uh, uh, 
we didn't have number three wide receiver last year. We've been all right. We definitely didn't have number two. And so now we have Cooks. Not only, you know, you look at OBJ, and Cooks adds another element to this offense that yeah. we've been sorely lacking. And I think that speed, and I'm talking about just a, not just a fast guy that can run fast and, and don't, they don't throw in the ball. I'm talking about productivity with speed. It's something, man. And it scares defenses, man. So with OBJ, you wasn't going to be getting that or some other guys. But with Cooks, man, the value we got for Cooks, then you got Gilmore on the other side. The thing I love about this offseason, which people hadn't heard me talk bad about, is because we actually use this other element called, you know, player acquisition, trade, or free agency. Mm-hmm. And we got veteran guys that can still play. Another thing about those guys, man, is that they're adding to something to the locker room because of their veteran presence. Yes. So you have a guy that's like Diggs, you got a guy like CD. They're still young, man. They still need mentorship. And so we've got guys in there that have done it in the league on a high, high level that can mentor these guys. It's only going to help. You even saw that last year when we were flirting with OBJ, and, and uh, CD was like, yeah, we want him. Why? Because you need that, that, that old, older guy in there that has that experience, man. And so we got that with him, and then we got Mozzie to stop the run. Now I'll tell you this, and I'm going I'm to get, uh, get off here, um, the tough schedule. In years before, man, I go look at our schedule and I'd be like, okay, that's going to be a tough game. That's going to be, okay, we should be good in that game. We should... You know what, man? With this team, I don't really don't give a damn what the schedule is. We're just going to yeah. play it. And however it comes out, it's gonna be, we're going to be better for it going into the playoffs. I want this team to be tested, man. I want a tough schedule because I think we built for a tough schedule. And so Thanks. if nobody on this schedule, I'm looking at I'm saying that, hey, man, like, oh, that's going to be a tough – yeah, it's going to be a tough game, but we're a tough team. And so with a real coach being in place since Bill Parcells, I think that this team, and that's very underestimated, but this team is set, man, with the, with the personnel, the coaching staff. I think that we're set up, man, to make a, a, a deep run, man. And that thing, you know, if everything falls right, it's going to end up in the Super Bowl. God, I feel it, man. And that's coming from a realistic standpoint. I ain't telling you nothing about my emotionals or anything like that. I'm you, just telling you about you've been, we have. Man. You've been rocking with me from day one, and you have never, you've never been – you know, like and it's like this in the sense of, hey, every year you call in, you're talking about Super Bowl, Super Bowl. That's not you. You, you kind of like me. We call how we see it, and we call how we feel when we see it. So, I, I, I know this is something. When I hear B Bird say this, this means something. I get you, bro. Yeah, and and that'll be it, man. I'm gonna holler at you later. I'm gonna keep listening, man. Yes, sir. Salute, my guy. I appreciate you. Yeah. Look, and there's there might be people in here that are new. There might be people in here that, up. Oh, it's it's the Cowboys year. It feels just somebody in the chat said every year feels different. Lies. I don't know if you watch me and Vach's show, but when Vach tells a story about how I'm smacking my hand on the dashboard and all that stuff, it's it's jokes. Like we have fun or whatever. It's real, but but I, that same energy I had was the same energy I was talking to y'all about last year. I said, look, yeah, man, this feels like it could be a Super Bowl defense, but I don't believe in the offense. I don't believe in the coordinator, and I don't believe that Dak can overcome the personnel, that Dak can overcome Kellen Moore. I don't believe that. We can say, well, that's a Dak problem. Whatever. I don't give a damn. I just don't think that that could happen. And and I never came on here talking about, hey, you know, before the season, hey, the Cowboys going to win the Super Bowl. Cowboys going to Super Bowl. I said, now, nah, look, give me some time because I don't, I don't believe this offense. I don't trust it. You know? I don't trust it. So, and I've always kind of been, hey, look, everybody goes into the season feeling great about their team. I've always been a guy that said, let me get some games to really get a chance to see the squad. But here's the thing about this team. Back-to-back 12 win seasons. Most of your most of your roster is still intact. Most of your important coaches are intact. Your coordinator is intact. Your head coach is now the play caller. Um, you've added 
you've added to positions that you needed help with. There is no reason to think that this team cannot, at the very least, repeat what they did last year in the regular season and then continue to improve in the postseason. Everything is right there. The only way you could you could possibly say, given the data, given what they've done in the in the offseason, the only way you can possibly say this does not feel different is if you are just so scorned that your 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 mind, your heart, your whatever will not allow you, will not allow any light in. And if that's the case, that's say that. Because the Cowboys have been moving different, thus it feels different. That is truth. You can say, well, what does that mean, Skies? It mean Super Bowl? Possibly. No, we I'm not, We got to get to the season. We got to play games. But you can't tell me. You, you're watching how these guys are moving, the acquisitions they're making, the way they're approaching, you know, uh, you know, the coaching, the schemes, and all this stuff, and, and you come away with, it's the same old Cowboys. Lies. Lies. Now, once we get into the season and they lose, or if they lose in the postseason, then you can say get same old Cowboys. But not right now. I don't think they're moving like the same old Cowboys. But if you are scorned, and I'm not talking about rival fans. If you're a rival fan that's in here, I ain't talking to you. I mean, you're going to say what you want to say. But I'm talking about Cowboy fans. If you are scorned, that's fair. I ain't even mad at you. You're scorned. That hurts, right? It's been decades. But they're moving differently. And if you just allow yourself to see that and peep that and look at this team, man, you should feel good. Ain't no way you should be sitting here bummed out. And there's, there's really fans talking about, oh, well, same old this and that. Well, why watch? Why are you here? <laughs> Real shit. Hold on. Time out. For those that believe, for those that believe, ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing ever going to change. You know, this, this season, it don't mean nothing. Why are you here? Why are you watching? Is it to wait for the other shoe to drop so you can come back and say, ah, I told you X, Y, Z. Why are you here? I'm not trying to blow smoke up nobody. Because if you've been here for three, four years of me on this show, I keep it a bean about everything. Sometimes it come off hard. On a certain player or on the team or whatever. Sometimes it come off like, damn, do Sky believe in the squad? There's just times I don't. <laughs> there's times I don't, and I'll tell you that. Believe in this squad because they've done things to allow you to. In closing. Uh, it's only right we close this thing out with, with, with Queen. What's good, Queen? <laughs> Hey, what's going on, Sean? What's up with you? Oh, man, uh, I'm just excited about the team. And um, I feel like as far as our wide receivers, um, I don't feel like we have a number one. I feel like we have two number ones. Mm, okay. You know, that's how I feel about that. Um, Brandon Cook is, like, he's awesome. Uh, CD. <laughs> My diva, I call him. Uh, he is awesome, and I am so excited. Um, the only area that um, I'm kind of worried about a little bit hey. is our own line. Uh, if you can um, kind of like talk me off the cliff about that uh, when I get off, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, 
that's the only thing I'm worried about. I don't want that getting hurt because of insufficiencies um, in our O-line. And um, that's pretty much all I got. I wanted to just get out there about us having two number ones and not just one number one. So, you know, this team is on. I'm talking I got a 15 and 2 for the season. And I'm only giving two because... Uh, that's uh, you know, that's putting a little bit more realism into it. <laughs> but I really think we can go 17 and 0 if we just stuck to the fundamentals and uh, gave our 110 percent like we're supposed to. Yeah. Um. So that's all I got. Go Cowboys, and you have a wonderful practice this evening. I'm looking forward to hearing y'all later on. Thank you, Miss Queen. That might right. that might have been the cleanest Miss Queen call in the history. Of Queen calls, cause you, I was definitely I was waiting for. Do I got my button? Oh, I don't got that button. I, I was waiting for the for the sensor button. I, I was ready to push it. Appreciate you, Miss Queen. She, the boss must be around. You know, she at work. You can hear her out there. She, the boss, the boss is one hundred percent around. Uh, offensive line. You said that's your your worry. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Look, the starting offensive line. I feel great. Oh, I feel great about it. I feel wonderful. It's the depth. Nothing has changed for me there. Unless they go out there and do something, it's the depth. Um, If Tyron go down, if he says ouch, which has happened for the last eight seasons, you have to make a move. Awesome Richards, and this is something, we talked about this a lot yesterday. Me, Vach, the boss, uh, Law, BLS, Aisha, Brian Broadus, we were all we were all having a very very good conversation about this backup offensive line and potentially making trades and moving guys and doing something for it. Um, and I'm still in that I'm still in that mind frame that I would like to get a quality backup offensive lineman. That does not mean I don't like what Awesome Richards could be, his potential. I want him on his team and continue to develop. This kid has something, you know. He's got he's got to continue to develop, but he has something. As we said, Vach, we watched him, you know, beat up on Fowski. We watched him have great reps against the uh, FSU kid. We watched him do well against the Miami kids. Like, he, in, in big-time games, you know, he's played well. Right? So, he, there's something there for him. I don't know if his left guard, though, if they, move, if they move Tyler Smith out there if something happens to Tyron. Backup center. I Look, I know Forniak looks better there or whatever, but I ain't. We ain't got that Connor McGovern. That kind of sucks. Back up, tackle, right tackle, right? Like, we might need to go back to the days of left backup, left backup, left tackle, backup, right tackle. I'm I'm not in on Willetsko. Right now, we get into the depth. I'm not in on Willetsko. Um, they're, they're, I, I 100% believe this, man. And if I'm wrong, we'll come talk about it. But I, I do believe they'll, they'll be scouring the market when the cuts come down or they potentially make a trade. Can't see it. Can't see him just saying I'm cool with this. Knowing during at least McCarthy saying, look, look, front office. 2020, 2021, 2022. I've dealt with massive injuries up front. Massive. I lost everybody in 2020. What everybody's saying. Tyron Smith is out. <laughs> I lost Lyle Collins. I lost Zach Mar. I lost everybody in 2020. 2021. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Lyle's in. Lyle's out. Tyron's in. Tyron's out. 
He come back, he ain't the same. 2022, Tyron Smith out most of the year. Terrence still goes down. Why not be proactive here, right? Why not? Why not say, look, I know this sounds evil to be like, hey, you know, you you saying somebody gonna get injured. Well, fool me once, fool me twice, can't get fooled again. I got fooled again in 2022. So I'm not playing around with this, man. Go, go get quality depth. So we can look. And let me say this. And then we can wrap this thing up because we just talking. I'm having a good time talking to y'all, man. Shout out to everybody here. By the way, I always you're supposed to do this, right? Hey, make sure y'all subscribe if you like the show. You're supposed to really do that. But if y'all are enjoying the show, please, it's almost 800 of y'all this morning. Make sure y'all hit this like button. But I was watching uh, Good Morning Football. Good Morning Football this morning. Dan Campbell came on TV and he said something that made me say, I need to have this view. Every team has a hope. It's not going to be perfect. And we want perfection, right? We want perfection because it feels like we close, don't it? You are loaded from a starter standpoint offensively. I think you're loaded, period, defensively. I mean, period, I think you've got crazy depth. Linebacker is the only one. But again, no team is perfect. Every team has a hole. And if you tell me, you know, these are the holes, but we don't. We, we're that close to perfection. Preseason, pre you know season or whatever. Then damn it, why not try to go for it? Why not try to to go for that perfection just in case? Because it's going to be an imperfect year. Somebody's going to go down. Somebody's not going to live up to the expectations or or play well. But knowing that, okay, I got somebody I can trust in the tuck. All the world of a difference from a mind standpoint. But but Dan is right. Dan is right. You know, every team has holes. No, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Get into the chat. The guru, I think Ferguson gonna be okay as a starting tight end. We won't miss Schultz. I think you might be underselling that, bro. I think he's gonna be much, much better than okay. That's for sure. He uh he just continues to stack too. Just saw a super chat come in. Let me make sure. I don't know if many went through today, but Dwayne, shout out to DB, Dwayne Brown. Super chat. Drop tennis said, uh, great show as usual. Keep bringing good content to Cowboys Nation, man. <clears throat> y'all keep doing what y'all doing. I'm bringing this content because y'all always here supporting and uh, giving that feedback. And, and we really be having talks, don't we? We really be having some conversations here. Uh, let me make sure I ain't forget any of y'all. Oh, shoot. Okay, Tuck drop, man. What happened, Tuck, man? You ain't got to send nothing here, Tuck. Come on, man. But I appreciate you, Tuck. Tuck dropped one. Super chat. He said, uh, shout out to y'all being boots on the ground, giving us great coverage. Do you feel TJ Bass is safe for the final 53, or will they get goofy? Uh, appreciate you, man. If y'all don't know who Tuck is, what are you doing? CFO Sports. Follow him on uh, Twitter and, and obviously on YouTube as well. We're talking about breakdowns. He's... I think Tuck is starting to climb that ladder of, you know how you got like Vach and you got, uh, you know, I think Foot sometimes does the film breakdown too. He's good with film, period. But Vach does the actual breakdowns and puts everything there. Law used to do it. Uh, it's not as much. But I think Tuck is actually climbing that ladder of, hey, if you want to get a film breakdown, like a literal film and breaking all this, you need to go to Tuck too. Um, do I feel that TJ Bass is safe for the final 53 or will they get goofy? 
This is how I feel about it. Let me see, let me see if I can find it. Because I'm dead serious, man, when I noticed this. Look, man, when, when he did this. All right, all right. Oh, I don't got my. All right, all right. One's up, one's up, one's up. Left tackle, Awesome Richards. Right guard, TJ Bass. Why would they do that? <laughs> so, so, yeah, yo, I think he's safe. I think I think he's safe. We're gonna find out though. We're gonna find out on on Saturday just how safe he is uh when we get out there. But and I get it. Ball ball has some reps too. You know, he has some reps of the starters. But I I'm I'm bringing him back. The thing about it, if you don't bring him back, Brock Hoffman, get out of here. Forniak's a backup center. I'm not putting him at no guard. So if they get goofy, man, that means one or two things. One thing. They are trading for an interior lineman. They're trading for one. Uh, Lamont dropped five. Appreciate you, Lamont. Super chat. Lamont said, yeah. <laughs> Stand up, nation. Week one coming soon. Can't wait. Beat the Giants. Trash. Appreciate you, Lamont. Those are the super chats. Let me make sure I did not forget any more. Refresh. Boom, boom. And we are straight. Yep, we're good to go. All right. Let's wrap to y'all in this chat before we wrap it up here, man. Well, like I said, we'll be back in there uh, 6 o'clock. So we'll probably head in about, about 5-ish or what have you. So if you are here t- today, make sure you highlight us. We'll be watching practice uh, and giving you all some some of the, the breakdowns. Actually, on 105 Friend, I don't think we're going to be doing a show tomorrow traveling back home. But we will be doing a, a show, I think an hour spot with Reg and KG. So make sure y'all definitely hit up. If y'all want to actually see us, you, you go on YouTube or Twitch or whatever. But if you want to listen to us, 105 through the fan. Let's see here. Uh, Philly ain't got no receiver debt. Um, um, hey, look, man, I look at it this way. Whatever they want to do over there. I know we can get busy with them. Tuck said, man, I hope so. Next week I'm going to be stressed a bit. Yeah, this, is, this cut down is going to be tough bro it's gonna be tough there's gonna be a lot of young players that get cut but man when professor o put the number sometimes i'm a visual person sometimes i gotta see something right and when he said hey there's gonna be over 1100 players hitting the market at once during these cuts i said well she <laughs> somebody's sneaking through so I'm, I'm definitely gonna be holding my breath though uh shundra said i want to see man up defense this defense is gonna be good man this defense is gonna be good David believes Bass can be a solid backup. What did what did let me find? Let me try to find what Ball said here. Uh, who said that? That's why I need a producer in my ear. But hey, man, read this comment. Uh, Two broke says Sky. I think the O line can't can't be or isn't going to be good or even great this year. Then it just needs to be good enough to be able to run our offense to be able to reach the. So do you think it can, you think it can be good or even great? Look, man, your starting offensive line is a top ten unit. It's a top ten unit. It's it's all about the depth because we've had to deal with the depth. Because a lot of people say, well, look, man, there's nobody has depth on the offensive line. Well, that's fine. I'm talking about the Cowboys. The Cowboys need it because the Cowboys have been using their depth for an extended period of time for the last three seasons. Uh, P. Fika says, I'm excited to see Biotish's development. He could really be elite. 
as Vach highlighted years ago, he's always been a great help guy. I thought, and this was a shocker to me, I, I thought Biata shut all this shit down last year. <laughs> I, you know what I'm I thought with his play, there shouldn't have been any more questioning about Tyler Biotish's importance and his his ascension, really. Right? Like, Tyler Biotish is one of the better centers in the NFC. If you, I know LaPree went to the Pro Bowl and we kind of Pro Bowl Tyler Biotish. But, no, nah, in real life, Tyler Biotish is a good-ass center. And I thought he shut all that down last year. Uh, even going into the draft, when we were talking about potential um, centers, for me it was like, look, if you ain't getting Linderbaum, I don't want to hear nothing else. <laughs> There's no need to draft another center. It was Linderbaum or nobody. Because Tyler Biotis kind of, he, he was improving in 2021, and then he put everything together in 2022. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. If there's anyone questioning Biotis, I don't know why I think he's he's done nothing but trend in the right direction. Jay Recruiter says, I still don't trust Rush with the noodle arm. So he does have a, he doesn't have a great arm, but I want to, there's two things I saw earlier about Rush. Somebody said, uh, it was like, can, is Rush push, can Rush push the ball deep? That is not going to be his game. Mm-mm. That is not going to be his game. And then somebody else said, well, Rush can thrive in his offense. I think Rush can definitely keep this offense afloat. Last year, the offense was not afloat. But the defense kind of carried that situation. I don't necessarily think you'd see a draft. When I say drastic, I promise y'all, man, like, it gets overshadowed because of what the defense was able to do. But the numbers are there. Obviously, the film is there. But the expectations, when the offense is playing bad, it's like, oh, hey, it's a Cooper Rush. Nobody cares. And we got the dub. Nobody cares. But the offense, how drastically different it was from a threatening standpoint, from a production standpoint, from an efficiency standpoint, it was night and day. I don't think it'll be night and day. There will obviously will be a drop-off, but I don't think it'll be a drastic drop-off. Let me tell you why. I remember Matt Flynn. And I'm not saying this is for everybody because because there was a point in time definitely later on in um, McCarthy's career in Green Bay where those backups weren't doing great things. But in the heyday, you know, when Aaron Rodgers couldn't play or whatever, like there was Matt Flynn was going in there and got paid. Got paid Matt Flynn, you know. Cooper Rush is our Matt Flynn, I think. Cooper Rush can come in there. I think he can he can keep the offense afloat. Uh they'll likely lean on the ground more, quick things. And and, and because of the design, I, I think he I think we'd be fine. I do. I don't I don't think we're gonna be thirty some points a game type of offense or nothing like that, but I think we'll be fine. Uh now do I wanna do I want ten games of Cooper Rush? No, 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 no. that's not the case. Because at some point once you get that film, Philly will happen. You know? Because he doesn't have the arm talent. He doesn't have the mobility. He, he, he doesn't have that. So he, he's 100% relying on what's around him and what's planned for him. Y'all remember that Matt Flynn game? Unbelievable. We was up. How much was we up? And, and Eddie Lacy, too. Eddie Lacy. All right. That will do it. I think I saw uh, you funny, L. Brother L dropped. He, he dropped one more. He on my ass about this. Super chat. Eight more days till the wrestling podcast, guy. Yeah. Audio. I need to start out with audio. Look, look. So this is going to be a baby step type situation. Y'all probably like, well, damn it, Scott. Look at all the things you're doing on YouTube. You don't need to get. Yes, I do. I want to get into a a routine and a feel and be comfortable with it. And I honestly don't want to do it by myself. I want to have guests on like every every episode. I want to have a guest to talk about wrestling with. man. So, uh, but I'm doing it. It's, it's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, another thing I'm looking forward to for this season. It'll be fun. 
as you can see, Raw is war. They don't even, you know, I ain't even allowed to say that no more. It's kind of crazy. All right, with that said, let me go ahead and turn this off. Get moving. I will catch y'all, Cowboys Nation, at, <laughs> I will catch y'all at the star if you're there. And then later on, um, we'll see y'all 105 through the fan if you're listening or whatnot. And then tomorrow, I think I'm going to be back in the studio, back home. I think so. I think I might be leaving straight straight after the radio, go back home, and then come back down tomorrow for the last practice, man. With that said, let me go ahead and press this button if I can find it. Nah, thank you, the guru and squad. Appreciate y'all. Good stuff. I swear, y'all, y'all also are like my coffee, man. Y'all wake me up. Y'all truly do. Good stuff today, man, for real. I'm going to run this back myself. I'll see y'all later. I'll at your boy. We out of here. Peace.